if I've done it once, I've done it hundreds of times, I'll be there at the computer, and I think I'm typing in United Methodist, but what comes out on the screen is Untied Methodist. <laughs> and spell check doesn't correct it. <laughs> it leaves it there, Untied Methodist. And maybe that's the truth. Maybe that's who we are, that we are not united, that we are untied. <clears throat> I know that there's a lot of differences even within our denomination. And it got me to thinking about United States. Hmm. Uh, are we also a typo there? Are we an untied states? A lot of differences, a lot of, lot of discord. And I'm not going to beat up on us or, or spend a whole lot of time on that, but I am praying for our country and praying for our world. I'm praying for reconciliation. So I have a little segue here to the scripture passage. Uh, and to get there, I need to go through this particular Sunday. It's kind of a strange holiday in the church here. It's called Christ the King Sunday, or the Reign of Christ Sunday. And it's the last Sunday in the church year. I know that just snuck up on you, but that's, that's the way we Christians tell time. Advent starts next Sunday, the beginning of the church year, that season of preparation for the coming of Christ, not just as a little baby, but as the one who comes at the end of, of all time, who brings everything to completion. This is a fairly new holiday, Christ the King Sunday. It wasn't established until 1925. I didn't know that till I was looking it up this past week. But at that time, there was a lot of secularism. I can't say that word, but the people uh, worshiping things of this world instead of Christ the King. And so the Catholic Church went and said, we're going to have a new holiday that recognizes that Christ is above all powers over all rulers, over all authorities. And so <clears throat> that's what we have in this passage, that Christ has come as the ruler over every power and over every authority. This little letter is written by Paul to a house church in Colossae that's in Turkey. I had to look that up. And get this, this is a really strange piece. He was probably writing from kind of um, house imprisonment in a nearby town in Turkey called Ephesus. So get this passage. Paul is in prison, and he's saying, Christ is over all <laughs> rulers and authorities and powers and thrones, and Christ is king <laughs> from prison. <laughs> He is saying Christ has united in himself all classes and, and get this, the cosmos. Did, did anybody look Monday night at the supermoon? Anybody go outside? Anybody at all? He said, Christ is over that. Uh, Christ is over the sun. Christ is over our solar system. Sorry, Pluto, you're no longer a planet. But, uh, you know, and Christ is over the Milky Way, and Christ is over not just our galaxy, but all of infinity. Christ has united all things in himself. And again, not just 
all things out there, but all peoples, all classes, all races, over all authority, over all power. All things are reconciled in Christ. And it's strange how Christ does this. Christ does this by a cross. I know we have these beautiful images in our churches these days, and we wear it as jewelry, and, but this was an instrument of pain and punishment and death in the Roman Empire. And Paul says, God's chosen this kind of king, not wearing a crown with jewels on it, but a crown with thorns. And Christ has come to take all of our punishment upon himself and that we find our reconciliation in him. We find peace through his blood, it says in the scripture. We are united in that way. Now, you may think that this is another typo. Did you see this? You, you, you think I want, wanted to say the kingdom of God, right? You've been saying, Lynn, we let you get along, get by with that for so long here. So, you know, it's the... The kin- and if you type it in your computer, it'll, it'll, it'll go kingdom every time unless you intentionally make it kingdom of God. Where did that come from? It's not a typo. I meant to have that. I started going to seminary in the mid-1970s, and this was at a time when liberation theology was coming about. And voices from the margins, from women, from Latin America, from other places where we had kind of pushed people off who still wanted to follow Christ, they were saying, hey, what about us? Don't leave us out of this reconciliation, this being united. The kingdom of God was a term that actually came from feminist theology and said, we're all related. I like that, that we need to understand that it's not simply a patriarchal kind of understanding in the Christian faith, not just about males and not just top-down, but we are all related. The passage says Christ is the firstborn of this new creation. He's sort of like a new Adam. He's creating a new community, a new family. And when Paul writes those house churches, he says, your brothers and sisters together in Christ You may not have noticed in this passage, but it's a lot like a baptismal hymn. Maybe that's where it came from, that our identity was caught up in this sacrament where all those other differences are washed away and we're related in this sacrament to one another. We are kin to one another. And I wanted to write kingdom of God also because the word kind is in there, that we're called to be kind to one another, how we are to treat one another. And this is more than just being nice. I think it's going to become more challenging to be a Christian in these next few years than maybe we have thought. I am white, straight, male, rich, privileged, and I'm going to need to stand up for people who are not like me. (laughs) That's what I'm feeling called to do as a follower of Christ. It came to me this past week in a very painful way how hard that is to do. Little funny story. Friday, I took a day off. Y'all need to know this, all right? And I had gotten some of these cedar 
trees that we'd cut down from here, and I was in my garage, and I was cutting one of these big cedar logs with a bow saw in the back of Kathy's pickup, right at the door of our garage. And this guy comes up with this little um, notebook computer. From he's, I, Hi, I'm from Time Warner. I raise up, I hit my head on the garage door. Ouch! Time Warner, I, t- I don't have anything to do with cable. I'm sorry. Get I was rude. I was mean. I, you know, I went out of my way. He said, I'm not selling anything. I said, I don't care. I just, you know, I just dissed him immediately. I thought, as it came to me later, after I kind of cooled down, I go, man, you were really harsh on that guy. You know? it, you know, it's talk about loving other people and you know, other races and you know, other genders and all this kind of stuff. And I can't even talk to the Time Warner guy you know, walking down the street. So this, this is going to be hard work, I think, to be a follower of Christ and say, Christ, you're above all of our differences over all rulers, powers, and authorities, over people who are different from me. To follow you is going to be hard. To realize that we're kin. I love it that uh, I have all this file of stuff that I've wanted to say, and, and sometimes it'll fall out at just the right time. And so somebody gave me this poem uh, s- several weeks ago, maybe months ago. It's from uh, a poem by Maya Angelou called The Human Family, talks about us being kin. I note the obvious differences in the human family. Some of us are serious. Some thrive on comedy. Some declare their lives are lived as true profundity, and others claim they really live the only reality. The variety of our skin tones can confuse, bemuse, delight. Brown and pink and beige and purple, tan and blue and white. I've sailed upon the seven seas and stopped in every land. I've seen the wonders of the world, yet not one common man. I know 10,000 women called Jane and Mary Jane, but I've not seen any two who really were the same. Mirror twins are different, although their features jibe, and lovers think quite different thoughts while lying side by side. We love and lose in China, we weep on England's moors, and laugh and moan in Guinea and thrive on Spanish shores. We seek success in Finland, are born and die in Maine. In minor ways we differ, in major we're the same. I note the obvious differences between each sort and type, but we are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. The kingdom of God is what Christ is calling us to do and be. I'd like to tell you that it was all by our effort, but it's not. (laughs) It's what God is doing in our midst. And I think as followers of Christ, we're called to see what God is doing and and to jump on that and and be a part of that and and say, yeah, that's, 
That's where I find my hope in this world. I had a little glimpse of that last night as we had a banquet at uh, First United Methodist Church downtown. And justice for our neighbors, uh, it's JFON is the acronym, Methodist, we love acronyms, JFON. And 250, 300 people in this room and lovely meal. But the challenge was uh, to support this group, Methodist mission in our area, justice for our neighbors, to help undocumented workers get those papers. Uh, This group has helped 238 cases just this year, in the year 2016. And we heard stories of Mateo from Guatemala and Alejandra, and we're more alike (laughs) than, than we're unalike. Stories that really move us. And the pastor who gave the benediction had, had a wonderful quote. She was giving a quote from a Benedictine nun. And the quote is this. There's not anyone we can't love once you've heard their story. <laughs> and I think that's what we're called to do in this passage is one nudge is simply to listen to one another in this age. Maybe to listen to God for those places that we're called to stand up and advocate for those that maybe have been pushed to the margins. And we're saying, no, we're more alike than we're unalike. That we are more kin in this kingdom of God. So the good news I have to share with you this day is this, that in Christ, God is reconciling all things. Amen.